Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and alongside me, my partner, as always, on the airways, that is Sarah Jones. Sarah, how are you doing today? I am doing really well, Nino. How are you? You know, doing pretty well. Busy, but good, right? And so I'll just leave it at that. Nice. They say busy is good or something. <laughs> so Right? <laughs> so as I like to do, i got to check in. Where are you tuning in from today? Uh, as of this recording, we are in Wichita, Kansas. All right. So, so you are in Kansas. Like, instead of like the whole Dorothy, in... we're not in Kansas anymore thing. We, we are in Kansas and it is windy. <laughs> so okay. it's living up to its name. <laughs> Fair enough. So I can't it's wait until you're It's not that windy. On... It, it... No. Yeah. <laughs> There's a delay, isn't there? Maybe a few seconds. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> no problem. All right. Um, we'll take it from the top then, just because we'll get rid of the this first part and redo it. So, so sorry. <laughs> Here we go. In five, four, three, two. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and I am joined by my partner on the airways, as always, Sarah Jones. Welcome. Hey everyone. Hey Nino, how are ya? I'm doing all right. Doing pretty well. How are you and where are you tuning in from this time? Oh gosh. Um I am doing very well. Um we are currently in Wichita, Kansas. Um and it is living up to its name. It's not super windy, but um it is breezy. I'll just say that. It is breezy. Um, and dry, something that we have not experienced for a while. Right. All the places you've been recently have just been, uh, pouring down the rain on you. So, okay. You got some dry and breezy mm -hmm. and given the time of year, I imagine like it's gotta be nice out though. Well, you know, I am a lover of the sun and the heat. And so, <laughs> Um, it is in the 50s here in the morning, which is not super enjoyable for me, um, but we are getting, it's in the 80s during the day, I am wearing joggers, like shorts have been put away and I'm in the, in the, the long pants stage of my life. All right. <laughs> this season, weather. so. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. All right. Well, I can't wait for the future episode in which you have left Kansas because then I can say we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to remember that. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll be coming up soon. Soon you'll be able to use that line. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, happy to have you as always. And I know that today we wanted to kind of uh jump into a pretty light topic. It's nothing too crazy, but I think it's it's one of those things that's just out there and, and you know, it kind of shows itself in like really weird spots sometimes. And then you kind of like, mm. you, you take a step back and you're like, huh, 
is there some reason why you're presenting this to me at this particular moment? It's really weird. And if you're not picking up on what I'm putting down, I'm talking about warranties. Warranties. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about all sorts of warranties today, like home warranties and car warranties. But I got to tell you, when I when I go up to the counter at like a Best Buy or an Office Max, and no part of the New Money Habits podcast today is brought to you by either one of those two places. Um <laughs> But I'm always taken aback when I'm just buying like a keyboard and a mouse and they're like, so would you like the warranty? And I'm like, (laughs) on a keyboard and a mouse? No, I think I'm going to risk it. I I think I'm going to risk it on this one. (laughs) What say you? I'm laughing because I've experienced this multiple times over the past um, six or eight months because I've changed my you know, office setup and yes, go in and buy, you know, a $20 keyboard and they're offering me a $15 warranty. And I'm thinking, couldn't I just save that $15 and put another five with it? And then I can buy myself a brand new one whenever it is that I choose. Like I, I am, and I, I probably give them an an odd look, Nino, and, and I feel bad. So Mm -hmm. if you are somebody out there that, um, has been my cashier at some of these places and I've given you the look, it's not directed towards you. I'm just taken aback at that. The, this is even a thing. This is yeah. really a thing. Yeah. I, that same, same. I'm not going to blame the employee. They're not the one that came up with the policy. And they're certainly, I, I imagine a lot of times they don't even want to ask, but they're told to ask. But sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. warranties just pop up in really weird spots that it's like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take the risk. It's going to be okay. Even if, even if this thing doesn't work out, because the other, the other part of that, um, and I'm going to get off on a tangent already so early in, in the episode, and I apologize for that. (laughs) But so often I think to myself, I will just return it and you will replace it. It, it really isn't that hard. I mean, if this thing doesn't work, it's just coming back to you and you're going to give me another one anyway. I didn't need to buy a warranty for that. So they just seem to pop up in really odd spots. Um, I agree. And, you know, I think quality, you know, sometimes plays a part in it. You know, when I'm talking about a $20 keyboard, right? I know that I'm not buying the highest quality because especially for my life, it's really going to get banged around. You know, I'm, this is not a purchase that I'm hoping is going to last forever. You know, this is a purchase that I know it's going to be for a season, right? A a certain period of time. And, um, I am planning on being able to purchase a new one when this one quits, right? It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. So, um, I think that plays into it too, right? That you have to look at, what is it that I'm actually buying here? You know, a pair of $20 earbuds. I probably don't need the warranty because I know they're not high quality. Yeah. So let's take it up a notch then, because I agree with you. I mean, when we're talking mm. about a relatively low ticketed item, and I'll say anything under $100, you know, like why in the world mm. would I buy the warranty? And if you even think about the value, like like you said, buying a $15 warranty for a $20 item the percentage there is just way too high, in my opinion. So let's take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's an electronic. You're buying a new computer, a new 
um, television or even the latest iPhone, right? And so now you, maybe you're talking somewhere between $300 to $1,200, depending on you know what type of electronic you're buying. So now the warranty comes up and from a dollar perspective, let's take the iPhone for example, you know, it's, it's a $1,200 um, piece of tech and maybe they want to charge you $18 a month for like insurance or a warranty. It's a better ratio, but is it still worth the dollars being spent? Mm -hmm. In my world, no. Okay. I, um, <laughs> simple answer. Because, you know, again, if I'm buying it brand new, chances are there's a little bit of, there's a return, you know, there's a 30 or 60 day money back guarantee on it, right? That, that I can send it back if it's not working as it should, I can send it back and it will be replaced. Oftentimes, not always, but uh, the majority of the time there. Um, and, you know, I, I think, too, that, and maybe this is just the way I think, but when we buy something, and I'm going to use the phone, for example, um, I have an older phone, definitely not the latest model. Um, I do not, I don't buy new. I buy them used, and I never get the warranties on them for several reasons. But one is I want to make sure that sometimes, let me back up. Sometimes I think that when we buy the warranties, it gives us an excuse to maybe not treat them as well. Mm, right? Okay. Like, oh, if I drop it, it's just going to be replaced. Right? Oh, if I'm going to take it into the, <laughs> I was going to say take it into the bathroom with me, which a lot of people do, <laughs> but it drops in the sink or, you know, I mean, crazy things have happened, right? So part of it is we just need to be aware of how we're using these and how we're handling them. And, and I think it gives us a false sense of security having the, the warranties or maybe some of the insurance on these products when maybe we could be a little bit more mindful in how we're taking care of them. Mm, good point. You know, it dawns on me that as you, as you were saying too, so oftentimes, at least for a period of time, a, a product is already under some type of manufacturer warranty or like if it, mm -hmm. like if you buy a new TV and it just simply doesn't work, it's going to be replaced either by the retailer or the manufacturer. And it might even come with like a one year warranty. So sometimes these warranties are like, oh, do you want the three year warranty instead of the <laughs> one year? And it's all kind of silliness. But the point I was going to make is like even recently replacing um, tires on my vehicle. They want they want mm -hmm. they ask me if I want the warranty. Well, if the tire is guaranteed for 80,000 miles, well, then what do I need the warranty for? Now, I understand that if something happens to the tire, let's say within the first 10,000 miles, that I'm not going to just get an entire the entire tire replaced um, what, for nothing. What's going to happen is there's kind of like this prorated thing that happens, right? Where mm. if the if the tire's value is a hundred dollars and it's we've burned through like ten percent of that, let's say eight thousand miles of eighty thousand, well then they're not they're going to give me ninety dollars worth of credit towards the next one. Mm -hmm. So I still have to come up with ten bucks. That ten bucks is still cheaper than the warranty would have been, and so 
to your point, it, like the tire is a hundred dollars. The warranty in that case might be like 25. And so the percentage is better than 15 and, and 20, like earlier, but mm-hmm. still like these things are kind of under a warranty anyway. I don't think mm-hmm. that we necessarily have to go above and beyond and, and, and warranty these things and ensure these things further but boy, oh boy, haven't these retailers and these other, you know, these manufacturers found a great money grab for their companies because so many people yeah. do them and so very few ever have to use them. So I think that's the other mm-hmm. part of warranties is what you're paying. It's like insurance. If you had to use it, great. It worked out for you. If you never used it, what a waste of money, but what a great money grab for the company. Right. And, you know, and the thing is, too, you know, in in listening to you share that, um, you know, kind of brought a couple of things up for me. And one of those is, is that even on some of these warranties, they're still depreciating the value, right? And so Mm -hmm. even with a warranty, oftentimes you're still going to be, um, it's still going to be necessary for you to come up with a certain amount of money because they've depreciated the item, right? And so to get a new one, you're still going to be on the hook for paying some money. Um, mm-hmm. And I, they get you because it's all that fine print, right? Uh, and let's just be honest, I, I'm going to say 99.99% of us don't read all of that fine print when we're looking at this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that, yes, I read it terms and conditions, the person, the cashier, the person selling me this, they gave me all the information I needed, right? So I'm trusting them. So yes, I, I read it. And yeah, this sounds great. But there's so much stuff left unsaid in that fine print that, um, and we've mentioned this before in a lot of different areas, but they're selling these not because they're giving you a good value. They are making money off of this product and the product is warranties. And if the companies weren't making money off of them, they wouldn't be offering them, right? So they're not going to put out something that they're losing money on. So I always encourage people to remember that when it comes up in your life, when it's presented. I want, I want the listeners to marinate on that for just a moment, that these companies are selling you a warranty, not because it, it not because like, not because they're trying to do you a favor because it's a money grab. It is easy money. So, Okay, so, so far, it sounds like we're kind of in agreement that there's not really a whole heck of a lot of um, love for warranties, but let's take it up another notch. Let's talk big ticketed items, home warranties, car warranties. You know, the, the, the meme that goes around nowadays is, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out to talk to you about your expired car warranty, right? Like, <laughs> I promise you that... right. We're not doing that on this, you know, here today, but so car warranties and home warranties, you know, big ticketed items. What say you on, on those? Oh boy. This is, um, this is a tough one. Um, because I think some of them can be beneficial. Some are not, um, I think my stance on most of these bigger ticketed items, Nino, is that I want people to purchase the warranties because they've done their research mm-hmm. and they know that it's going to benefit them. 
instead of purchasing it out of fear that they're not going to be able to afford the repair or the replacement or, um, you know, what have you. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm sure you've, you've been subject to this, but you buy, um, you know, a car or, you know, home, right? And they want to sell you these, these warranties. And, you know, well, gosh, it's, it's this much to fix it. And it's going to cost you this much to fix that. And what they're doing is they're playing off of your fears. Mm -hmm. You've just signed the sheets of paper saying that you're purchasing and, you know, cars, homes, these are bigger ticketed items, as you just said, that most of us, I'm going to say, haven't necessarily, maybe we haven't paid cash for, or even if we have, it's still a large amount of money for us, right? And we, we know that we had to work really hard to save up this money to be able to do it. So they're playing off of our fears. They know how much these items cost. But let's, let's uh, throw in, hey, but do you know that a new roof is going to cost you $15,000. A new hot water heater might cost you $5,000. What about your AC or your furnace, right? And they throw all of these big things out to scare us and say, oh my gosh, I couldn't, I can't afford $15,000 for a roof. So let me buy this home warranty so I can cover it. Again, I don't think that maybe that there's anything wrong with the home warranty but I want you to purchase it because you feel good about your financial situation and you know all of the details, that you're not purchasing it out of fear. You're purchasing because it feels like it makes sense for you and your life and where you're at right now. I like that. I like that a lot about not doing something just because uh, there's fear involved, um, right? Making an educated, informed choice uh, I like making, you know, making those decisions for those reasons instead of because I either felt afraid of, of the worst possible scenario or even pressure in, in, in some cases or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I would, I would agree with you here. It's like you got to weigh the pros and the cons. So um, one of the last times I bought a used vehicle, um, even kind of going into the process, when looking at like age and mileage, there were there were certain thresholds that I was like, well, if I buy a car that's more than three years old, or if I buy a car with more than 50,000 miles, then I'm going to consider what warranties are available to me at that point, right? Just so it wasn't, it wasn't like a yes, I will, or no, I won't. It was, let me use other information to help inform the decision that I'm going to make about whether or not I get the, the car warranty. And, and I think it's a little bit different too. You got to talk about the different types of warranties, especially when it comes to something mm -hmm. like an automobile. When you buy a warranty from the dealership, that's a little bit different than when you see these, these commercials that are like, Oh, you know, when you have to replace your engine, it's this much. And, and they're doing exactly what you said. They're playing to the fear. And when you have to replace your transmission, it's this much. So get this warranty mm -hmm. and it's going to cover it. But then it's like when you start to read the fine print, it is yeah. interesting how they get out of paying for the same things that they claimed in the advertisement they would cover. It, it's mm -hmm. astonishing. So I think it's also the type of warranty and who's giving the warranty and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, 
all needs to be taken into into consideration. You know, I just I have a client, you know, that um, has an older car. She's had it for several years, um, and because it was getting up there in age, and she was working on some other things, you know, that purchasing a newer vehicle wasn't in her plans for, and so she. Now, we didn't necessarily talk about this ahead of time, but she decided that she wanted to go and purchase one of these home, uh, excuse me, not home warranty, uh, a car warranty. And she asked them specifically, does this cover she, um, catalytic converter and some transmission stuff? Okay. Yes. So she purchased it knowing or under the assumption, because that's those are the questions that she, that she asked, right? Well... Fast forward six months, started having some issues, takes it in, and the warranty company's like, no, that's, that is not covered. Nope, that's not covered. And she had asked specifically about a couple of these, and they said, no, that's not covered. Now, I will say, would it have been in her benefit to get all of this in writing? Absolutely. Right? And so she took somebody's word over the taking the fine print. Um, and so if this isn't a lesson to all of you out there, get it in writing. Just because they say it to you over the phone or in person does not mean that that's what's actually covered. So right. I want you to get it in writing and look at all the information to make your decision. Um, but also the amount that she's paying per month, had she just been saving that money back in a sinking fund for car repairs? she'd be pretty darn close to be paying for the repair anyways. Mm. That, that's so, heartbreaking. You know, those, those, it is, it is. Um, and, and I, I feel like it happens to way more people than it should. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I don't want people to go through that if at all possible. So, um, read the fine print. Uh, do a little bit of research beforehand. You know, what are the most costly repairs on your type and, and age of vehicle? You know, you can go to, like, Consumer Reports. You can call around to even some some uh, repair shops. What are some of the more costly repairs that, that shops are doing? So you've got an idea, right, of, okay, this could cost me in this range. Okay, well, now I know Here's what the warranty costs. Does it cover? I've read the fine print. So you're doing a little bit of research on your own. You're not taking somebody else's word for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now you got me wanting to do like some number crunching, right? Because like, imagine if your car <laughs> warranty is $29.99 a month, right? I, I don't even know if you can get a car warranty for, for that little every month. But over a period of 12 months, it's like, 300 and some odd dollars, 360. Hmm. I don't know. Like I was thinking about as you were explaining, like getting the, the sense of how much a car repair could be mm. and, and whether or not the warranty actually covers it. It just got mm -hmm. me thinking about how we've talked about in, in past episodes, like the use of credit and, and the wise use of credit and, Instead of a car warranty, I would almost depend, like, there's a lot of factors here. So this is not like a blanketed statement. This is more of like a, if the, all of the variables lined up, if the variables mm -hmm. lined up, I would actually 
recommend to a client that they go and get like one of those 12 months, same as cash, like car care credit lines Mm. to repair their car and just make the payments to Mm -hmm. the, the line of credit rather than the, um, the warranty again, depending on all the variables, like the actual cost of the warranty policy versus the repair itself, um, mm-hmm. the actual terms, you know, all of that stuff would have to be taken into consideration. But there's a there's a possibility that I would say don't even get the car warranty. Instead, let's budget for the repair itself. And if you can't afford it now, let's get at least mm-hmm. a twelve month zero interest financing, and and then just make the repair. Right. And I think, you know, I I really love that. And I think it's impossible to know what repairs our cars may need, but I Mm -hmm. think it's wise to call and say, you know, get an idea of some of the more costly ones, right? For your type of vehicle. So there's no reason why you can't call and say, Hey, I've got a 2000 Nissan Maxima. What is the, you know, what, what's the most costly repair done on this vehicle, right? Get a little bit of information. So that way you've got some numbers in your head. And I'll tell you, my client was paying $152 a month for car warranty, $152 a month. Now, you know, over the course of a year, over a course of the six months, right? That really does add up. Now, had, again, just looking at straight numbers, you save $150 over six months. I mean, that's $900. Yeah. Right. That, that could go towards the repair, but now she's in a situation where now there's a $1,500 repair. She's already paid $900 to a warranty that isn't going to cover it and still needs to come up with a $1,500 repair. Right. And so that's where we really get into. And that's where I want people to, to not buy these out of fear, but look at the numbers, right? What is the possibility that the warranty isn't going to cover, right? So you've just put out all of this money and I'm going to say for nothing. You've just thrown away $900. Yep. Yeah. Remember what earlier when I said that these warranty companies found a way to make (laughs) some serious money. I mean, they just Mm -hmm. made $900 and they're not going to pay out a penny. It really does break my heart for the for your client who is suffering mm-hmm. through this particular scenario like it that just oh yeah and so i think to your earlier point it's about if if you kind of just take a step back look at things a little bit differently there was another path there was another path outside of this car warranty to the mm-hmm. same goal, which is I want to make sure that I can make repairs to my vehicle when my vehicle needs repairs. And there was a different path to get there that may have cost the same amount of money, may have cost a little bit more money. And, but for the convenience of not having to deal with the stress of the warranty Mm -hmm. company or could have actually cost less money. So, right. mm. Right. Now, and I've never been one to purchase warranties um, because I have, for most of my life, believed that they were kind of ripoffs. So I'll just throw that out there. But when we bought this fifth wheel, you know, we chose to buy a warranty on it. 
um, we chose to buy a five-year warranty. And um, I'm just, I'm going to throw out our real numbers because I think it's important that um, fifth wheels are not meant to be lived in full time. They're, oh, okay. they're not, right? So they're not built to be to, to have as much use as we or anybody else that's, you know, living full time in any kind of RV. They're not meant to be lived in full time. And so things break and things don't last as long, right? Because they're getting way higher use than what they were made to, um, to do. And it's not just as easy as buying a used stove, right? Or buying a used washer and dryer. Now we could probably do that. But, you know, the refrigerator, it's a certain type of refrigerator that goes in here and they're not readily available at any, you know, appliance store. They are more specialized products. Um, and though that's just to name a few of the appliances, right? There are a lot of other things. And actually we've used our warranty because our air conditioner a couple of months ago, one of our air conditioners caught fire. Oh, wow. Yeah, scary. Uh, that was uh, that was scary, um, and so I've used the the warranty, and so the warranty cost us five thousand dollars for, and it covers for five years, and our deductible anytime they come out hundred dollars. So our out of pocket for them to fix anything is a hundred dollars. Now my husband's pretty darn handy. He could repair a lot of things, but he's not super familiar with the different types of wiring and how all the systems work in RVs because it's different than a normal home, right? There's a lot of other factors here. And so we did a lot of research and, and looking at to replace, for example, our refrigerator, it over $5,000 to replace it. Wow. And um, same with the stove. They said that's generally a $5,000 or right close to a $5,000 repair for the stove. A um, lot of other systems. And so our warranty covers from everything. Walls are slides. So, you know, on here there's, um, you know, slides that go in and out. That quits working. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to repair those slide mechanisms. Right. And that's not something that we could do on our own. And so for us, knowing that and saying, OK, so we're going to spend five thousand dollars on the warranty. We could have one major repair that would basically cover it. Right. It would it would pay for itself. And the likelihood that we will need to use that. Very high, very mm -hmm. high, because we're using something in a way that, frankly, it's not meant to be used. Um, you know, our, our AC, was it a $5,000 repair? No, it was, um, I think, three or $400. So we spent $100 and we had a, an RV repairman come out. They handled it. They took care of all the warranty work. Piece of cake, right? Like it was just, it was simple. Um, but the major systems in here, knowing that we've got it covered, that, to me, that brings me peace of mind. Yes, we paid the $5,000, but again, that covers one major repair. The likelihood that we're going to have more is really high. And if we don't, I still will feel really good about that because I can't predict in these situations what may happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it sounds like you were very intentional, uh, very mindful and thoughtful mm-hmm. through the process. It makes a ton of sense to me in, in that kind of scenario. Um, as you were sharing that one, I was thinking about like um, another scenario that actually just recently happened where we had an issue with our washer, the washer. Couldn't remember if it was the washer or the dryer, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was the washer. And so we have a repair guy come out and, you know, but from specifically from like a large company. So that large company is also going to offer a warranty, right? Not just like, mm-hmm. not just Johnny down the street. So, um, comes out and he's like, look, um, this is, this is what it is. And it's going to be like $300 to repair it. He's like, but you could also just do the, the warranty, which is $400 for the year. And then it'll, it'll cover this particular repair today and any other repairs you have to any of your other appliances for the next mm. 12 months. And so it was a little bit more expensive to get the warranty in that particular situation. But because they were also comparable, I was like, you know what? I know, but I don't need to let him know that eh, the stove might need some attention and <laughs> the refrigerator may need some attention. So in that case, it was, hey, I'm already going to be spending $300 I'll just spend the extra hundred right now mm-hmm. and get the coverage and, and have them come back out and service the other appliances mm-hmm. as well. And so I think to your point, there's, there are situations that it makes sense to get a warranty in place. Um, you know, also a $400 warranty for one year or a $5,000 warranty for five years. You know, that's not all that, that crazy, right? When you break mm-hmm. it down to like a monthly, you're talking like $80, $80 a month in your your case, like not a, right. not a whole lot of money, but it's going to give you a whole lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that that's where I really want, if people are going to do it, you know, really does it bring you peace of mind. I also want to hit one other point here that I have seen with some people that I've worked with it. Um, and, and I'm going to say... Um, They purchased the warranties out of fear, but they also had the mindset that they had to buy brand new appliances. So should a refrigerator go out? Well, I have to buy a brand new. Well, Sarah, a brand new fridge is $3,000. Well, Sarah, a brand new fridge. And to my point is, why do you have to buy a brand new one? Right? Why do you have? So some of this too, Nino, is just our mindset and looking at, um, washers and dryers are a prime example for me. Um, I, well, I was going to say I never, one time I bought a brand new washer and dryer set. The set combined brand new was $500. So they were much, um, I'll say much more affordable when I purchased them and they were the lowest end that, that you could get. Um, but since then I've purchased two other sets used used. I've, I have never spent more than $500 on a set for a washer and dryer used and they have been amazing. So I think that there are some really good used appliances out there that people shouldn't discount. You don't have to. So notice the words, right? I have to buy or a new one. You don't have to buy a new appliance. There are a lot of really good used options out there that do come with warranties. Um, you know, some refurbished models. So tons of options out there. 
not just new. Don't discount used used fridges. We bought a couple of used refrigerators, right? So I just want to make the point that you don't have to buy brand new when one quits. You don't have to buy a brand new appliance to replace it. There are a lot of really good used ones on the market. So, yeah, and not only that, but um, I, I just want to go back to like repairing, right? Like sometimes we think an appliance has quit on us, and really, it's if somebody comes in and diagnoses it. So we thought the refrigerator went out on us years ago. Had come somebody come take a look at it. And $50 later, to install a new thermostat, the refrigerator works like it was brand new again, right? Mm -hmm. But we've gotten into this throwaway culture where we think that yeah. when an electronic or appliance kind of seems like it's come to its useful end, and, and, and I think a lot of times we probably base that off of the amount of time we've had it, not the actual mechanical workings of it, right? <laughs> We think, oh, you know, this computer's two years old, so it must be trash. Well, I'm working on a computer that I've now had for about two years. And because I bought something that I knew would last, mm -hmm. it has. And it's, it, and it's been great. And, um, you know, I think when we look at these things, first of all, we have to ask ourselves, like, did it really come to its useful end? Or does it just need a minor repair? And we mm -hmm. kind of get away from this throwaway culture where everything is completely expendable. And like, I'm just going to throw away, you know, this stove or this refrigerator, this washer, this dryer and replace mm -hmm. it new. Because to your point, like we're skipping over the replace with use and going right to replace with new. And it's, it's wild. Right. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, even to that too, that, and I'm going to throw out YouTube right now because you can learn about anything that you would like to learn on YouTube. And I have diagnosed several things around my home by putting in some issues that I was having and watching a couple of YouTube channels. And I repaired my freezer. I am not that mechanical. I'm not, I'm, I'm handy. I can get by, but I'd never worked on a refrigerator before. And many years ago, my freezer quit working in my refrigerator. I thought, well, what the heck? Well, a little bit of work, right? The fan had gone out. It was about four screws to pull the back panel off, right? I ordered a new fan. You can get online or even go to a parts replace, you know, a repair place, order a new fan, put it in and put the... It cost me, I think, less than $40, you know, right? And <laughs> to your point, just a little bit of diagnostics, that um, don't jump to the worst case. Don't jump to the worst conclusion at first, right? Do a little bit of looking. And I guess that goes down to everything that we've talked about here is looking at the fine print, doing a little bit of research on what's really going on. Is the warranty going to be beneficial? Is the repair actually, you know, is it a replacement or is it a little bit of a repair, a few bucks? Um, you know, what's the fine print showing? Um, and don't just jump to the worst case scenario right away. Yep. Yep. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that's a really good spot to kind of wrap up this conversation mm -hmm. on warranties. I think at the end of the day, it's not about yes or no. It's about making an informed, educated decision on whether or not a warranty is um, right for you. And um, if it provides the right kind of value that it should Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so I'll leave it at that. And I will encourage our listeners, you know, if, if you're going through anything financial right now where you're just trying to make sense of things, you know, what's up, what's down, you know, what's forward, what's backwards. You're just trying to make sense of your financial situation. It's time. Do not delay. You need to schedule your free discovery session with either Sarah or myself today. Enough is enough. Sit down with one of us, have a conversation and discover what it is that you want your financial future to look like. All right. Do that today. Go to the show notes, click the link, schedule that with either Sarah or myself today. And if you're looking for other tools and resources, visit newmoneyhabits.com and download our budget worksheet there. Our, we have calculators for how to calculate the costs of how much you should be spending on food or spending on uh, monthly rent or mortgage and those types of things. So lots of resources, but no two better resources than Sarah and myself. So schedule your free <laughs> discovery session today. I love that. I love that, (laughs) Nino. Absolutely. We're going to, we're, we're here to change lives and um, Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do. Well, that does it for this episode of the new money habits podcast. We will continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the new money habits podcast brought to you by new money habits and keeping up with the Joneses financial coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.